Hello. Welcome to the First Issue Club. You've been waiting for this all year. Reptiles finally here. <laughs> We're going to be talking about so many first issues this week. But Reptiles, one of them. Get excited. Oh, yeah. If I was to only base my opinions on stuff I saw on social media, I would assume that there is 5 million Reptile fans in the world. Yeah. People are mega hyped for this book. I'm clamoring for this boy dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, they're losing their goddamn minds on Twitter. I can barely handle it. We're going to have to get through Made in Korea from Image Comics and a new Mr. Miracle number one as well today before we save up all of our excitement for Reptile! <laughs> the boy who cried dinosaur. So that's coming up on your first issue Reading Club podcast. Today we've also got some news to get into. We're going to talk about the Modoc show a little bit. But first, let's get into that Eternals trailer, boys. <laughs> We should specify it is a teaser. It's not the actual trailer. Oh, so really? I didn't know the difference. It was just a little taste, a little taste of what we're going to it get. It seemed like a trailer to It me. was pretty long for a teaser, but you're right. It was labeled a teaser. So um, it dropped, and people went wild. And with boredom? With No, not with, <laughs> I, with me. With yeah. excitement. I think I'm with you, Jen. <laughs> I fell asleep halfway through this damn trailer. I was like, wait, these are superheroes? I think people are going to be all have, we, hey. so goddamn confused with this movie. <laughs> the dullest sets you've ever seen in your life. Okay, so so the premise is that essentially there's a lull in Marveldom because there's been some deaths after... You know, The Last Avengers and things like that. So they can throw in this movie mm -hmm. that has no real superheroes of note. Uh, no, because everyone knows that The Eternals only has like two real runs of issues. Right. They have the Jack Kirby and then they have the updated one with uh, Neil Gaiman did a pretty popular um, run. And then I think Kieran Gillen is doing the current, the current one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess these... Hidden <laughs> Eternals fans are coming out of the woodworks <laughs> but, about how excited they are for this movie, <laughs> and it was no action, just nah. and it was like I guess just superpower gods, and then they have like vague references to the Avengers in the Easter egg to the teaser. Yes, this is this is going to be the thinking man of Marvel. <laughs> oh, exactly. I, I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Let me doff my monocle and go <laughs> see the newest MCU cinema piece. I was just like, is this what people want out of superhero movies? This, so I'm normally the person when someone says I don't like superhero movies or those things are ruining Hollywood. I go on my tirade. Right. My classic point. Do you say you don't like pie? <laughs> There's so many different kinds of pie. How could you say you don't like pie? It's pie a great, is it's just a... stupid cake. <laughs> There's thriller superhero movies. There's romance superhero movies. You you gotta like one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, this watching this trailer, I was like, not another superhero movie. Oh God, have you hit the fatigue? It kind of gave me that feeling, just because it didn't seem like fun. It was very like. Here are some famous people. Yes. Why are they in this? Yep. Who they're, are they? They're looking like fine and ripped, but like seem very boring and dull. Here's the problem. Eternals, zero name recognition. They had to put the word Marvel in front of it, like on yeah. all the titles. I mean, they came out, Marvel came out strong, hitting hard with Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Those are names that mm -hmm. people know 
through the zeitgeist of pop culture. Right. The Eternals is just a fart in the wind of characters. <laughs> well, the same thing was true of Guardians of the Galaxy at the time, but at least when stuff started coming out about that, it was like, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. And they, there's like a cute raccoon. This right. was like, what is the tone of this movie? A bunch like, of white people flying? <laughs> it just seems super convoluted, which is essentially what Eternals kind of is. Yeah. It, it's a convoluted story of good and evil. It's like basically the Bible told through comic books. <laughs> I also think it's like, it kind of makes more sense as like a television show if it's going to be like thinky and dramatic and stuff. It's like, how are they going to get all that and then also blow up shit in two hours. I don't think there's going to be any explosions in this movie. <laughs> this was produced by A24. Oh, was it? No. It, oh, I was going to be. I was like, whoa, baby. I'm back oh, in. Oh, yeah. Um, you had me. <laughs> I just think uh, uh, people were captivated by it. I, I'm sure I'll ooh. see it and love it. I'm sure I'll see it. The- dot, dot, dot. They're captivated it by it in the way that, like, do you guys remember that the car, like, uh, I think it's called, like, a Spider by Nissan that they had? I that, remember a Spider. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's cool at auto shows. Nobody actually drives it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, like, look at it and, like, I never seen a, I ain't never seen a car like that before. Like a PT Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Or a Prowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weird time for cars. And so this is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I ain't never seen a superhero movie like that before. Yeah. I, I yeah I mean I'm just I'm not impressed and I'm not super eager to go like day of go see this movie. <laughs> a ripped Kumail doesn't do it for you. Oh, I did like that. Well, that first that, of all, that I liked his a lot. shirt was on the entire time, so you didn't get to see ripped Kumail. <laughs> that that him being in it, I was like, okay, whatever Marvel cocktail they gave him, I'll take two. Yes, he is jacked Ooh, to the yeah. fucking gills. Yeah. I think he free bases like pre workout. Like that dude is just jacked. Yeah, they did good there. Great job, Marvel. You did it. You did it again. You made a hit. <laughs> we dissed it for five minutes and then said, "Good job, you made a We're hit." We're all gonna see it, and it probably won't be bad. No, I'm sure it'll be good. This the the teaser was boring. That's why that's why they called it a teaser. I don't they, know, man. They knew it. They looked at it and they're like, "Ain't nobody gonna like this." If we call it a teaser, it's the slow burn. The floating Macbeth dagger of Inhumans is just hovering above this movie, just like, my time is nigh to like just wreck it all. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but yeah, it gave me uneasy feels, y'all. <laughs> well, uh, MODOK, the acronym. Yes. Show and show. Uh, it can out. be both. Yes, it is both. Patton Oswald voicing Modoc mm-hmm. on Hulu. Yes, uh, Simpsons meets uh, Marvel character. What? I feel like it was like it's it's kind of like the family life of Modoc, and like now he has to figure out the the middle class lifestyle of um. Right. It's in the it's yeah, in the vein of robot chicken animation, right. which I believe do they not do it? Yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. the producers that did Robot Chicken also do um, Modoc, and like Seth Green is like a producer for the okay. show. But you could certainly. Call Modoc the Homer Simpson of the show. I that's what I am I am I am I off base in saying that? No, okay. I don't think so. Okay, that's what I from things before seeing it. I so you've watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have a take. I think it is wonderful. I think it's a dynamite hit for Marvel. I heard that it was one of the best shows, like instant, like everybody should watch it. Completely, I was cackling. 
and like it's irreverent. It's got like this weird like BoJack Horseman just like melancholy about it in a lot of the episodes, and it's just very well put together, very well done. Like the this version of Modok is kind of the Modok we saw in uh, Modok Head Games that recently came yeah. out. He is the super genius, but he's like almost too smart to the point of like you're also a fucking idiot and don't know how to interact in social yeah much uh, like uh, situation worry kind of sure exactly and so i people online are kind of trying to roast it because he's not the true uh, evil genius thank you that's my take <laughs> stop having hot takes about things everyone i just chill the fuck out and enjoy stuff i love robot chicken when it first came on the scene they did a mashup of the movie 7 and smurfs Mm-hmm. As like a little bit, it still holds up as one of the funniest things you'll ever fucking see. <laughs> I think you've got to like Robot Chicken to appreciate this show. Okay. The sense of humor is kind of like zany and some of the voices are over the top. And I could see in a theoretical situation, if a wife was wa- was watching while a husband was trying to watch the show, I could understand her being annoyed. Okay. Theoretically. Yeah, Theoretically. This, this situation hasn't happened. I'm not talking about anyone specifically. We are in an enclosed space. This is just a scientific thought process we're going through. Yeah, definitely not for everyone, but I, I got a kick out of it because I'm still a child in here, <laughs> up in my brain. <laughs> There's space. a lot of amazing physical comedy bits that will oh, have you a heroic. Okay, so then are, is Modoc's family canon? Like, are they pulling from other things where it showed Modoc's family previously? I don't think so. The only thing I know about Modoc is he was, like, in love with a woman who, like, was an AIM henchman or, like, a scientist. Okay. I, from what I've known, they've never procreated. Okay. And do the AIM henchmen ever remove their masks? I'm sure they have. No, like in the show, I mean. Oh, uh, no. Okay, good. Uh-uh, I, hope, I hope they never Yeah, do. we haven't seen anybody. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Go watch MODOK. And it, it, it's very fun. And it's Hulu is the perfect spot for that Marvel show. I, I kind of want to talk about Made in Korea first. Okay. This was my favorite book of the lot of them. I loved this book. Oh, I'm glad to hear Greg, I uh, feelings. I also really, really, really liked this book. But didn't love? Oh, yeah. I loved. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I need to commit more. I did love this book. All right. I loved. Don't the, be too precious with that word. It's nice to hear it. I loved yeah, the main say story. It more. I say loved it. the main story. Commit. I think I even loved the backup story a little more because it was able to tell a story with no words. That backup story, I assumed, was a preview for another comic, so I missed that. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they were connected. No, it was interesting. Okay. We'll, we'll get into the backup story a little once we set up what the main story is. It, well, I, I guess the comic book is essentially like a more modern take on the movie AI. People are not able to have kids and are getting robot children. Which, if I may add, I am the father of a four-month-old, and if I could just skip these... <laughs> Oh, yes. Begin times. Oh, go right to toddler. Um, I would pay any amount of money How, to, so to do so. These kids come in at like four, five, six. Uh, I would say like eight. It eight. doesn't. Yeah, I'm bad at age. So am I'm I. bad at robot age. I look at kids and I'm just like somewhere between three and 25. <laughs> what are you, 30? <laughs> yeah. I do, seven. I do wish, honestly, I wish you could cook the kid and have it just be, come out as six. 
Right. Well, if, if when you're rich enough, you can just send them off to boarding school, and then they come back at six. Yeah, yeah. And you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched the Miss Maisel show? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, she has two kids, and they're, like, never in the show. And she lives a rich life of I know. being a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the way they did it. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. No, they sure as hell don't. <laughs> now you got to spend time with your kid. Mm-hmm. have to be engaged. you got to teach him shit. you got to make it dinner. Ridiculous. Blocks on a carpet. Keep him entertained for days. It's like a more expensive dog. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I, I, I buy this kid. I buy this kid blocks on a blanket. He hates him in two seconds. <laughs> and now I have to look at him in his face, his stupid face, and entertain him. Would you trade all of your comics if it meant having a full-time nanny slash maid for a year? No. I for don't, a year? I don't want a stranger in my house or a weirdo in my house. I do weird stuff in my house. Ugh. I don't have <laughs> a problem with I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the year is the thing for me. <laughs> Let's say it's someone you trust. I don't I like I like it's Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm's coming <laughs> to your house. Someone you trust. They remember. I like my family the way it is. I don't want an extra person in so there. So you don't want in like an au pair. I my dad and stepmom had an au pair and of the four or five they had, four of them were really weird. Okay. Uh, n- <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope they're listening to this right now. Your au pairs, your old au pairs. They weren't mine. They, they weren't mine au pairs. Oh, your they, sisters? Yeah. They ain't no mine au pairs. They, they ain't mine au pairs. They weren't my au pairs. Obviously. I done raised myself. <laughs> yeah. They Honestly, only one of them out of the five were, was a was a was like a, a functioning Straight human shooter. Being. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that after the show because <laughs> we have comic books to talk about, but I really want... You have like opened this Pandora's box. I just yeah. want to crack it open more, but I know we have to focus on comic books right now. So... Um, yeah, okay, so J- Jeremy Holt, uh, who I'm not familiar with their work, this is an early comic book of their... I- I've seen that they've done other work, but this comic book was great. The writing of it was great, and one of the things that it captured was... So this is this book is called Made in Korea, is the like farming nature of like code factories that might be in other countries. Maybe it's predominant in Korea, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the illustration and like the w- creation of that world was great. And then the this comic book is just nothing but a slow reveal, a slow reveal of AI culture mm-hmm. and AIs in in yeah. your in your world, I guess. The juxtaposition of Korean coders and then going to like life in Texas, where like rich families can afford to buy like Android children, was <laughs> intense. Yeah, it was like it was a wild change. And the other, I mean, because this comic book is such a slow reveal. <laughs> It's giving you like a big punch. Like you're like, what did he, the whole thing about it is what did this secret coder code into these AI robots? I think he cracked realistic AI and learning and like do robots dream of electric sheep kind of thing. It's just like he has perfected it. He has found whatever block of code there was input into the original system and he he took it out. Okay. So he made real humans. Uh, And it's, yeah. And so it happens, I I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well there's i don't know i love robot soul stuff yeah i think it's great to watch the joneses next door who got their robot first of how the wife is just doting after this robot as her own child and the dad's just like fuck that thing like it's not a real person like i don't fucking care that that thing is in my house it's like interesting to see the dynamic of that family when a new life is brought into it and how they treat it do you think when the kids sit on Santa's lap. They crush his junk because they're like made of titanium alloy. They're very heavy. Yeah. 
How do you know that they're heavy? It says so. Yeah. Did you not read that? The one? child was sitting on the woman's lap in the beginning of the book. She was struggling, though. She could see in her face. Have you like, ever oh. lifted a carbon fiber bike? It she is was, as light as a feather. She was grimacing. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell she was wincing yeah. in pain. Ooh, I love my heavy baby. <laughs> <laughs> what face do you think Grimace would make? If one of these kids sat on him, oh yeah, probably yeah. like blushing in a bloody nose because he really <laughs> cranked it. <laughs> oh no, metal lords. Yeah, I don't think Grimace had a nose, so his facial expressions were limited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly frowns and yeah, smiles. Like kind of yeah, big mouth. What was Grimace? <laughs> uh, like, like what, what was he supposed to represent? Like oh, greed yeah, yeah. or Otter? hatred? <laughs> <laughs> he was an abstract concept yeah. embodied. I mean, we had the fried kids. We had the hamburger. I think like, he was hunger, right? Or just like like passive hunger. Like, am I hungry? He's hungry. <laughs> he represents being I'm hungry. I'm grimace hungry. <laughs> he was fucking smiling all the what time. What was his voice? Wow. Now we have this like weird like Mandela thing. Like, did he even talk? I don't think he talked. Was he just, he made noises? Like, <laughs> so he's the, the honeycombs gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Did did Grimace have a voice? This is crazy. We don't know. I don't know. There's no way to figure it I out. I think he did. I think it was just like low and raspy. He definitely danced. <laughs> low and raspy. He smoked Marlboro's <laughs> out back of the McDonald's. Give me a hamburger. I think they were low on time and they needed another mascot right. for and a <laughs> commercial or something. And the guy was like, you're taking too long. He's a purple triangle now. Yeah. That blob of ink right there on the paper? That's, that's a grimace. Yes, that's you know grimace. what goes good with clown and burglar guy? Purple blob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm, your kidney looks like I, after I, you eat too much McDonald's. I'm naming it sad face because that's what you're making me. <laughs> grimace. Yeah, why'd they call him Grimace? Yeah, fuck McDonald's. You guys are genius. You did it again. That was made in Korea. No, 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 no. We're not done with made in Korea yet. Um, this is a one in six run, which I love that this is a one in six because there's mm-hmm. a lot that could be happening here and they're going to need to like come in quick. So I think the second book's going to be great. This book was great. There was a, another comic in the end that was a completely different style, which, so shame on me, I thought it was a preview for a different comic. Mm-hmm. Turns out not. It kind of clears up a question that I had earlier, like do these robot children grow at all? And this shows like a family that has one they adopt a younger kid whose parents die in an accident mm-hmm. and that child keeps growing whereas the android child stays the same stays age stays the same age and is like kind of consoling and mm-hmm. talking the younger kid through all these like life issues right because yeah. it's gained all this knowledge it really makes you think like do they ever retire these things um or are they just like comfort buddies for eternity it says their battery lasts like a hundred years in the comic it's it's definitely one of those things that poses a lot of questions about where you think it's gonna go like just from the first book it's kind of like a sci-fi i don't know mind fuck like of like whoa what if this was real but is the book ultimately like a horror is it a sci-fi like the, it, is it just a drama a family drama i think yeah. it's gonna be like a thriller of just like this guy put a new code in this machine and yeah. the machine can now think on its own well i it think technically we'll have free will and now we have to answer the question do we have the authority to shut this thing down it had a tinge of like strange kid in the house horror movie yeah but it also has the story of the creator in korea like i think he's pretty central yeah as well oh, i totally. hope we go back to him one one uh interesting pull i had here was uh jeremy holt is uh comes out of scad uh the art college mm-hmm 
And Trad Moore is also from there as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of just feel like SCAD produces like these left of center comic book creators. Or uh, just people in general. That like that that are not afraid to like make a mm-hmm. a non traditional Jim, Jim yeah. Lee comic or something like that. Right. You know, like yeah. and stuff. So I don't know. I, I I felt like this was artsy in the right way. Yeah, because it, I think it molds a unique art style with kind of a complex subject matter. Mm-hmm. And that's like just a dynamite um, equation for a great comic book. Oh, and it was easy to soak in. Like we pose questions about it, but it's like you're following the story and the logistics of it pretty simply. Mm-hmm. And the, the things that were like not fully clear seemed artful and intentional. It's no Mr. Miracle. Oh, okay. Let's get into that. <laughs> oh. Aye, aye, aye. Mr. Miracle. We're up to Mr. Miracle now? That was a good transition? That was a great transition. Okay, cool. There we go. For once, you do great transitions (laughs) sometimes. Uh, Mr. Miracle on DC with a new writer coming out of Future State in Mm -hmm. um, Infinite Jest. Well, it's, it's... I was confused by it because it's set in 2021 and Future State is allegedly set five years in the future from where we're at now with the DC timeline. So the back and forth kind of gave me a little bit of whiplash. Mm-hmm. And it's a new interpretation of who Mr. Miracle is. It's not the ones we've known in past iterations. It's not the one from Tom King's Mr. Miracle. No. So I think we're going to get a lot of confused new readers. So, Mr. Miracle has this like trend of like kind of connoisseur comic book guy really likes Mr. Miracle. No one gave a fuck about Mr. Miracle <laughs> until Tom King. I'm not even going to pretend. Do you think? I know I, for no, a fucking fact. I think Jack Kirby snobs are big Mr. Miracle fans. Yeah. Because he's one of his characters. I I think that there was a... It's like the Sandman before Sandman, I feel like. It was like the Mr. Miracle. Right, because he came out of New Gods, and New Gods was just this tripping thing that mm-hmm. was going on. Uh-huh. He's weird and abstract. He still looks like a lemon-lime soda. Yeah. Very striking color scheme. Okay. Yeah. Kid mascot in his own way. Yeah. Very bubbly. But this 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 mirror this Grimace's mis- husband. Yes. <laughs> I mean he really he just like literally looks like an ad for Sprite, mm-hmm. but with more lemon than I guess lime. Um the uh the the big thing about this comic book is like his struggle with being black and not wanting the world to know that he's black. Mm-hmm. That's like the main storyline here. Yeah. Which is an interesting storyline, but it's odd. I don't know, not if odd's the word, but it felt like, oh, is that what Mr. Miracle is about? Like is it is it about race politics? I think it's a very apt story for the times we're living. I liked it made it was my access point of me liking it, mm-hmm. having not really known much about Mr. Miracle previously. I like that we grounded him with several things. Like there was like a tease of a relationship. He went on a date. I was like, these are situations I understand. Here's this character being a human being and saying like normal people things like i really appreciated that that's the first time i've ever experienced that with mr miracle totally like and the situation of the date was i felt like really fun it's like he finds a fireman big reveal it's a female they decide they're what (laughs) one to a female can put out fires and they to go on a date i think they have to she has to sign an nda to figure out who he is is that did i read she has to sign the nda because he's not going in costume yes so I love that. If she tells anyone, she gets sued and like, okay, (laughs) fuck you. Your identity's out. I get sued. Big deal. I think more more superheroes should do that. I would love that if we had a comic (laughs) book series about people, about superheroes going on dates and having them have to sign NDAs. I would love to see the lawyer, the the firm that has to represent those NDAs. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just the watchers (laughs) in the Marvel Universe. Uh -uh -uh. 
So yeah, I mean, it did what a Mr. Miracle book should do. It had a lot of words. It was uh, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> I, it it follows the same kind of uh, I don't know if you want to call them guidelines of what Mr. Miracle is, which is his secret power. I guess is to escape any kind of trap or contraption that he's in. But there's like this. We see at the end of the book, there's the reveal that the son of the original Miracle Man has come from David Blaine. Has he? Oh, fuck you. Has he? <laughs> has he come from either the future or some kind of side timeline to retrieve the technology that was made for the Miracle Man? That oh yeah. We all know that this man is using to like profit off of. Now we're getting complicated and back to basics for where Miracle Man. There we go. Yeah, yeah. somewhere Jack Kirby I, is laughing. When I, sorry, grave. Mr. Miracle. Yeah, not Miracle DC Man. was was angry. <laughs> D- DC was angry at us for a minute because we were starting to make Mr. Miracle simple and easy to understand. Uh, no, 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 no. No one's having a headache this. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to not enjoy this. Uh-huh. Uh, d- if I were DC, sorry, I would say. We have a lot of miracles going on. Let's not introduce another miracle character two weeks before we release a new Mr. Miracle book. Right. You're talking about Miracle Molly. Correct. Uh, Any other miracles? <laughs> those are the two, I think, <laughs> at this point in time. Um, so, uh, oh, and by the way, I didn't. I don't think I told you guys this. I own eight copies <laughs> of the first appearance Jesus. Of, of Miracle Molly. Oh, my How God. How did you mess that up? I just was going on an FOC, uh, just binge. And d- did was I it, buy this already? Wasn't checking it and then <laughs> thought I didn't buy it. And then the day of, I was like, I can't get in the shop. Oh, I better get that comic, get two more. Co- <laughs> Please so tell me it's all the same cover. It is all the A covers. Oh, oh man. I do have one B cover, so I have six copies of it, actually. 5A and 1B. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm either going to be rich or poor. <laughs> and nowhere in between. Well, you're not going to be poor. You're going to break even because you've already spent the money. <laughs> you can only go up from here. This is your bottom with Miracle Molly. If, yeah, there is no other first appearance that I bought in. I missed Punchline, and I sure as hell wasn't going to miss it. <laughs> I feel that. There's been times where I've missed something and I've overcompensated on the next thing, which never turns out to be yeah, DC, a payoff. DC made Miracle Molly for me. Literally, I was the test market. They were like, there's a bunch of fuckers out here that during the pandemic, they missed Punchline, and they're going to go in hard on this cyberpunk character. Yeah. Was it- and then they printed 4,000... 000- Oh, I know. Extra copies Literally, it was like one of the most for... printed comics ever. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, was Punchline as advertised as Miracle Molly was? Not in the slightest. No. no. Okay. No. I was wondering. There were whispers of like, Joker might have a new girlfriend? In like something adrift or something? Like it's, it it, it was like a series three in this like spinoff. I forgot. Oh, Hell Arisen. There, yeah, why did I say adrift? I have no There was idea. the word a uh, though. Arisen. Hey, you know what? A for effort. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you mentioned David Blaine earlier mm-hmm. because Mr. Miracle does the David Blaine stunt of mm-hmm. like skydiving off of a spaceship back to Earth. Correct. Which is something that really happened. Only this time he was like chained to a chair. Mm-hmm. And then they make an allusion to um, him stealing his material. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they acknowledging does David Blaine exist in the DC universe? Oh, we get in our first David Blaine cameo reference in DC. Does the real Satan embodied on Earth? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've read the conspiracy theories. Uh huh. He's yeah. That David Blaine is Satan. David Blaine. <laughs> I, I don't think Chris Antichrist. Angel. I don't think that's a conspiracy. It's just known. It's yeah. Just uh, a proven fact. <laughs> I'd believe it. 
if there was if there's any of the conspiracy theories end up being true, that's one of the ones that would surprise me least. So to disprove it, we have to cut off his head. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Or put a cross on his back. Nah, he's he's grown wise to that trick. <laughs> Throw salt on. I him? think that's just a old wives' tale that Christians tell themselves. Okay. Uh, yeah. So David Blaine is in the DC universe. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. And last up, we have Reptile. I am a dinosaur. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you guys know wait, this. Wait, but... wait, wait, Before we even get into Reptile, before we even recorded, I was like, do we want to cover Reptile on the show? And you guys laid into me saying this is going to be the next Miss Marvel. No, no, we didn't say that. Marvel said that. Yeah, we were just telling you. Were, you. you were adamant. You were just like, we got to cover it. We got to, got to cover it. I was giving you back the PR jimber jab that we were getting. Yeah. They're making a huge deal out of this. They're still, they're, they are making a gigantic deal. They're telling deal. us this is the next miles. Yes. Yeah. So we have to cover it. You. I was bl- I was more bl- than willing to just skip it. Blasphemously. Just, just walk right Recommended that it. we put this on the Patreon. Was this, would you? were you saying skip it before you read it or after you read it? Before I read it. Okay. Having read it, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was bad to me because the hype was too high. Way too high. They set, they, they oh, set yeah. expectations way too high. They, they shot like, this bar into the stratosphere. You're going to love this like Squirrel Girl and Kamala Khan. It, it has like not an inch of the depth <laughs> no. that those books have. The one thing it does have is that Spanish happens without being translated. I love that. I did appreciate that. And so that's, that. that's a good step for Marvel to do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give the character depth though. <laughs> right. Uh, the character never turns into a dinosaur. In this whole comic book, oh, yeah. a little parts he dinos out in the pre. Huh? What are you talking about in this book? We the pre. It showed him like being a dinosaur as he explained his like you origin. You didn't read the full book, I don't you, think. You mean full on dinosaur, like no human parts? Oh, you're right. I forgot. He did do a little dino. Yeah, he didn't go full dino though, because he can't. He's he's afraid to. He yeah. doesn't want to lose yes. himself to the dino brain. Yeah. If he turns into a full dinosaur, which we've all been there. Who among us? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor. We've all been on a float trip, For had a little too much, and just went fucking full, <laughs> full raptor. Dino. Just really wrecked it. Full wal- walrus. What's that movie? <laughs> Tusk? Tusk. Tusk. God, yeah. that's an awful movie. Oh, yeah, I think it was made to be awful. Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which makes no, it not good. No and, doubt. And so this is uh, <laughs> this is a teen book. And so This is a teen book with a capital T. Yeah, so be easy on it. That Yeah, you're what 100% right. Um, don't don't go hard on it. I take it back like, everything I said. Like it's the, and I think that the family that he moves into, he's only got a grandpa. Some of us know how to relate to that. Uh, not me, I guess, but other people. Um, and then uh, so, uh, sure, it would be nice to have a grandpa. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I don't have I, one. I right can't now. turn into a dinosaur, so I had a real hard time relating to this book <laughs> <laughs> from the get go. <laughs> and so he moves into a family, one of which is going to celebrate uh, Pride Month. One of the twins is going to. Do a dress to dress up and party at Pride, which I think is a it, gr- but not Pride as in like LGBTQ. I it believe was, so. Yeah, it was, no, it was um, Chicana, Chicana Pride, Chicano, oh, Chicana. I missed that one. Chicana right. X. Sorry, that's yes. how they refer to it in the book. Okay, yes. I didn't realize that. Okay, mm-hmm. it was the it was the girl. Okay, and then we discover that uh, she may you... have powers. Uh, I know. Yeah, that was cool. So she, she has powers. Yeah. Yeah, because she knocked the villain off of um, Reptile. I mean, Reptile's such a dumb character that <laughs> <Such> <laughs> maybe a... the 
story arc is more like about introducing her as a cool character. Yeah. Do you think that General Marveldom will be surprised to find out that this is not the first appearance of Reptil? Yes. <laughs> Hard yes. I, I mean, it's you mean like any geek off the street is going to be like, I don't have the first appearance. That's yeah. in Avengers Academy number six or something. Six? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that they're like this deep cut pull of like Avengers Academy. Was anybody even following that line? I mean, we're pretty. I I wasn't familiar oh, with that line. I'm glad you said that. Because I was, when I read the FOC and then the preview a few months ago and I saw that this book was coming out, I was like, who the fuck <laughs> is Reptil and why is he getting a mini? It seemed like such a strange superhero to highlight. Yeah. I don't even. Like they reached into the depths of their roster. Do you think they're gonna, you're going to find out that, this, that Reptil is related to the Runaways Raptor? <laughs> old lace? I don't think so. He is old lace. <laughs> he when he goes full raptor, he yeah, turns into like, old buddy, lace, and then up? they send him back in it's time, me. and he's old lace. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Man. Or if it's uh, the uh, the same dinosaur from a uh, rollerblade girl. Uh, oh, you're talking about a devil dinosaur? Yeah, devil dinosaur. Yeah, it didn't. Is also devil dinosaur. I was waiting the whole issue for him to yell, "Not the mama!" <laughs> and I never <laughs> it got never it. happened. Never happened. Yeah, because that's that would be a better way for Marvel to reveal when they buy pre-existing entities uh, instead of being like, okay, we've got 50 <laughs> alien covers. It's like, we bought the rights to dinosaurs, <laughs> and here we're telling you about it. If they did exclusive variants for every Marvel <laughs> book where the lead is hitting someone on the head with a frying pan saying, not the mama, I think I would buy five. <laughs> of each title <laughs> not the mama oh, Thor's fuck. hitting like Loki and just saying not the mama boom <laughs> how awful was the preamble introduction of like Reptile's origin story where do you, you start guys? and where do you end with that page okay, spread it did, the, page, the page looked kind of cool I read it digitally so mm-hmm. it was a lot better digitally because the page spread was enormous, and it, yeah. I was like, how would you it, have even read this? Like a circle format that, yeah. Yeah, it looked like a fucking treasure map but with, the, like, no dotted line to the, lead you where to so go. the digital read of it was very linear. And then I pulled out, and I was like, dear God, what is that? <laughs> but it, it felt exactly like the premise of um, the Spider-Verse, where they retell the, every new Spider-Man that comes in. Yeah. They were, like, trying to be cute and be like, here's the quick reptile origin. Yeah. And it was like... You, the joke doesn't work if it's the, if it's the actual like who the fuck is this guy? Oh, certainly. And there, it's impossible to make him seem cool with the origin story that he has. I think. Yes. It was so convoluted for this thing that you were just like, okay, it would have been <laughs> so easy <laughs> to have a fresh start. Yes. And just be like. Who cares? He has no background. Yep. He's a teenager who can turn into a dinosaur. No one's keeping up with the Avengers you... Academy and be like, wait a minute. It's not even, well, was it Avengers Academy? It's it's, it's like... like the initiative. Avengers, the initiative. It was like an old <laughs> event tie-in. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, I think that part of it is that Marvel's looking across the aisle at DC and they're like, you guys got lots of new characters that you're releasing. You're You're killing us. In that department and on the sales, we need a new hotshot. Who do we got here? I think I think they're running out of teens in Marvel. 
So they're trying to wrangle up more teens. Oh, you think C.B. Sobolski said no new teens? It's out of control. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's too many teens running around. We need to also, bring in these old teens. Also, too, the, I'm glad you brought that up because part of the crux of his whole existence is that this exists in a world of, like, cradle and outlaws. Yeah, so it's tying into the outlaws. But that was a very cool series. I loved it, mm-hmm. but very, very underhyped, underplayed by Marvel as a whole. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would hang my hat on that series, a series of which I don't even know is over yet. It, like, I think it's they're coming back to it. I think they're just trying to play catch up here. Yeah. It's just, like, because it got f- completely fucked by the pandemic that series did yeah and they should just abandon it they thought it was the like the teen civil war and it was not i, I that's why i don't think it's been abandoned yet because i think they have bigger ideas for what's going to happen well those ideas have gone to kaput they're done the, the failure okay <laughs> right i, I mean I, I don't know no, no no i'll email marvel and let them know <laughs> i like it i as a fan of it i think it was cool <laughs> and not done badly it's just the books are too far apart yeah. and not and not no uh, i agree yeah, hyped enough that yeah. year break kind of fucked everybody mm-hmm. so DC's not having a problem. They're doing fine. Well, DC has Tianyin, so <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah, they should have bet on a different horse. So Marvel's got movies. That's what they did. <laughs> I think what we're getting at is I think Marvel just needs to um, be more attractive to younger readers. And that's why they're pulling out the young guns. They don't give a shit about Iron Man or Thor or anyone. They want people they can relate to. And Reptile is a very relatable character to young teen no, it's not. Teens don't give a shit about dinosaurs. Last time I checked, uh, yeah, that's a baby teens. thing. <laughs> that's a five-year-old thing. So the, yeah, the, I mean, okay, sorry. Uh, when I went and saw Jurassic Park in the theater, it wasn't filled with fucking five-year-olds. <laughs> those those dinosaurs fucking killed you. This dinosaur plays chess. We don't with your know mom. if Reptile's gonna kill anyone yet. It's the first fucking issue. He no, can... Who in Marvel kills anyone? <laughs> a, a literal teen who transforms into a raptor. This fucker doesn't even know dinosaurs. He has names. raging. Oh my god, that was the perfect lead-in to him <laughs> learning more dinosaurs to kill people with. He's got raging hormones to deal with, and the fact that he can transform into a literal killing machine. Okay. Alright. He doesn't know whether to kill or fuck right now. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of horny jokes. If he turned into saying. a gun, it would be Boom. more interesting. Horns. If he turned into a gun? <laughs> that's the killing machine I'd want to see. Right, so that's like, <laughs> like when Punisher has a kid. That's what will happen. Like He'll be like cursed uh, by Mephesto, and he's just like, my son turned into a shotgun. Yeah. The thing I love turned into the thing that I hate. And his son's super liberal and is like, I wish there were less of me. Do you think know. you're describing a comic I wouldn't read, but you keep on describing a comic I the Punisher wish the, existed? The doesn't know what he's doing. The Punisher he... gives birth to a gun? Oh, my God, that's a fucking <laughs> hit. Out a gun. <laughs> is that a Mac-10? <laughs> Give me that tech tap. <laughs> As usual, we've fixed all of your problems, big two. <laughs> this, the, this is the secret sauce for them. Like some people, when they want to know about crypto, go to crypto podcasts. DC and Marvel, when they hit a drought in creativity, they come to the first issue club right here. You heard it first. Mm-hmm. What does the Punisher have to have sex with to make a gun baby? Mm, Gunpowder? Oh, yeah, I ba- was uh, shotgun ex- barrel. I was not expecting you to come up with that answer, and I applaud you, sir. Well done. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sound it makes when he comes. It's like the tiniest shot. And give birth. <laughs> oh, wait, so you're saying Frank gives birth to the gun? No, the gunpowder, the blob of gunpowder. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, he comes into gunpowder, and then the gunpowder right. morphs into... Right. Well, yeah. Mephesto's involved. Like, there's more than that, but the mixture of... There's some sort of seed and gunmetal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we should probably write this book immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I hate is my spawn. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if, like, when he names the gun offspring he doesn't realize that the initials spell out sjw (laughs) i think that'd be wonderful (laughs) sam reed jeffrey wiseman (laughs) frank wiseman that's frank castle's real name is (laughs) what a weird wild week you're waiting for us to wrap it up so (laughs) let's do it meet us on the patreon oh yeah we'll talk a little about uh chris cantwell's Blue Flame. Blue Flame. And I think we're doing like a fantasy cast of an SNL. Superhero fantasy cast SNL. Who would, what, if we could put any superheroes or fictional characters in an, in our dream SNL cast, who would we pick? I'm fully torqued right now because I actually have answers. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do, we'll get into other fun stuff on what we've been reading and shit like that on there too. So join us over there. If you couldn't get enough, we promise. Uh, not too much more reptile. <laughs> Maybe just a taste. I can't help myself. I'm insatiable for that orange dinosaur. You went so hard on the intro on reptile. Yeah, well. It's good. It's a good, like, arc of tease, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to do I'm a professional podcaster. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.